In this episode of the Advanced Selling Podcast, Bill apologizes to the world for a slip-up and a subject near and dear to his heart. I share a 40-year Neil family birthday tradition, and we take a listener call and address the topic of bloody knuckle cold calling. Welcome, everybody, to the Advanced Selling Podcast, the longest-running sales training podcast created exclusively for sales professionals to help you create your own sales success. My name is Brian Neal. I'm Bill Kasky. We are your hosts for this and every episode. If you've not done so already, go to the products page on the website, advancedsellingpodcast.com. Several new listeners come on board every week, and uh, every good listener has this in their arsenal, the uh, program called All In. It's a wonderful audio program. Keeps Bill and I riding along with you, um, coaching you along the way, and I suggest you do that. And... We keep getting lots of requests. We're on the road. Several of you have, more than several, dozens of you have emailed us and said, come see us in the mm-hmm. subject line. Send us an email, listener at com. We are taking the show on the road, coming to you live for national sales meetings, trade show events, association meetings, uh, sales retreats, anything of the sort. We would love to uh, talk to you about how we might make that a fun, lively, interesting, useful, um, and um, profitable event. Yeah. Um, I have a an apology I want to make to the to the listeners of the Advanced Selling Podcast. Oh, okay. I um, didn't know this. We had a recent podcast where you were remote. And, well, I was. And we yeah, did it via yeah, Skype. We did. And at the time, I was tracking that it was okay, that the quality was okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it really wasn't. And uh, you know how <clears throat> committed to quality mm, we are, I and do. Uh, and so I want to apologize to listeners because that's not. We, we, we rarely, I don't know that we've ever done that before. Usually no, we're in the studio the together yep. and we couldn't do it that time. So we will not do that again. If we do, we'll make sure the audio is right. But that was, I went back and listened to it and it was almost unlistenable. Yep. Uh, but we didn't really discover that until we let it get out. So uh, anyway, I apologize and, and we're just, we just won't do that again. I'm surprised Period. we haven't gotten any hate mail, especially know, as or, much or as we mocking, push high, I know, high mocking. audio quality. I get so. mocked about once a week from somebody <laughs> on that. So, uh, yeah, I'm surprised. I think we must, Maybe it was so bad nobody heard it. We have to invite at some point we must invite the mocking. We must say or do things <laughs> on true. here that tell people say, "I think I can mock these fellows." That's true. Tease them. So, which we, we we don't mind that. That's kind of fun. So, you have a new report from the Advanced Selling Podcast PR Oh, I do, don't I? Yes, yes, yes. About a year ago, uh, those of you who have listened for longer than a year will know that we used to release this podcast once a week on Mondays, and our episodes were about 10 to 12 minutes long. Mm -hmm. And so we thought, Bill and I both run consulting practices and stay fairly busy, but we said, you know what, let's try to stretch the time of each episode and add an episode a week and just see what happens, see if it fits into our lives and that sort of thing. And we'll reevaluate in a year. Well, a year has gone by. And it's been um, a fun experience um, and a fun experiment. And we have realized that recording two episodes doesn't necessarily add an enormous amount of value to our listeners' experience. In mm-hmm. fact, some of them have told us that the episodes tend to stack up yep. behind them. Yep. Um, and so we and we look at our time schedule and that sort of thing and saying, okay, we're going to say, should we keep doing two episodes a week or not? And we've made the decision that we're going to go back to one episode. Mm-hmm starting this week. So you'll still hear great content. We hope you think it's great content. Every Monday will be released, and we are still going to keep the episodes at about a 20-minute clip. We're not going to go back on that. But we just felt that that was in the best interest of um, you, our listeners. We don't think you're going to miss a beat with that. Most of you catalog this anyway, so they stack up for you. They're still 
what do we have three or four hundred episodes available? So yeah. it's not like we're having a shortage of episodes by any stretch. Um, and just with uh, and part of it's because of you because you all have been saying come see us. So we've been on the road more than normal. It's your uh, fault. It is it's your it's fault. our listeners' fault. No, we were good. fine. It's a good thing here doing exactly. two a week. Then we started saying we're on the started, road. Jeez, until you started, started calling us and yeah. say get out of here. So uh, no, anyway. we and we have talked to I've talked to a lot of listeners and and I as an avid podcast listener myself when they start to stack up. I get I get frustrated and then I don't listen, and that's the worst thing. We want yes. you to hear it, and so if uh, we're going to go back to once a week, you know what? In a year, we may decide to go back to two. We may go to daily. We may or go five. to twice a day. I don't know. That's but what it is. We will keep doing one a week, so we're not going anywhere. Don't worry yeah. about yeah. that. So the people that don't get their episode on that are daily list, like like listen in the day for the day, like they listen to that episode on Thursday. Don't get mad because we've yeah. warned you. Yeah. And only those people that listen every day will hear this, and then they'll go, oh, okay, I got it. So, you know, mailing and shipping are a routine part of running your business. It keeps your business running, keeps your operations going. But if you're making constant trips to the post office, that's a routine you can do without. You know, we look in our training at high-pay activity and low-pay activity. And if you start to assess your day, you will realize that if you're like most of us, you end up defaulting to too much low-pay activity activity and actions that pay you nothing. There's no return. And going to the post office is one of those. Much more convenient way, stamps.com brings you all the services of the post office right to your desk. You can buy and print official U.S. postage using your own computer and printer. Print postage for any letter, any package, any class of mail, hand it to your mail carrier, and off it goes. You'll never waste valuable time going to the post office again. You'll never waste valuable time going to the post office again. So you can focus on what really matters, which is growing your business. We use Stamps.com at the Advanced Selling Podcast, of course. Right now, sign up for Stamps.com and use our promo code Advanced Selling for this special offer. You get a four-week trial and a $110 bonus offer, including postage and a digital scale. So don't wait. Go to Stamps.com before you do anything else. Click on the microphone, top of the homepage, type in Advanced Selling, Stamps.com, enter Advanced Selling, and stop going to the post office and wasting that low-pay activity. Instead, spend it on high-pay activity where you're making income. Okay, topic right, today. Let's do it. We have a, uh, a great question that was emailed yep. in, voice uh, memo question, and yep. I'll just let her roll, and then we'll talk about uh, how or if we can answer it. Gentlemen, I don't know if I'm using that term loosely or not, but we'll go with here. Uh, I'm a general contractor that works in Dallas-Fort Worth down in Texas, helping clients through the insurance claims process after major storm events. And the ultimate goal of what we do is to work with the insurance company to have all of the damaged property covered under the policy so that the client will only be financially responsible for their deductible at a maximum. Unfortunately, part of this job is door knocking, which means I've become one of the things that I, I viscerally despise. I'm 100% commissioned, but the rewards in my eyes are worth the risk, not just financially. I work with it what is really a great group of men and honestly climbing on roofs brings out a bit of that childhood curiosity that we tend to lose to time but to the point do y'all have any recommended strategies for softening the immediate put off to a potential client that is door knocking and more importantly any strategies to build an efficient and effective system for gaining clients in an industry like this where we don't have to do the dreaded door knock. Thank you so much for your time, guys. I really look forward to the response. 
He was going to, I thought he was going to go down nostalgic lane there. Yeah. yeah, when, yeah. I, when I was a young man, I used to climb ropes. He does <laughs> have, a, he has a nice uh, reading voice. He I does. I felt yeah. like I was uh, listening to NPR. <laughs> you know, it's like a soothing storytelling voice. It's really uh, Great question from Blake down in Texas. And I know exactly what business he's in. We had some hail damage on our roof about five or six years ago. Yeah. And when hail comes through an area, the guys that are uh, guys like Blake go in and they look at the roof to because yep. the homeowner is not going to know. Correct. And the insurance company is not going to come out and inspect. No. Nope. So these guys really, the homeowner relies upon these guys to come along and and help you decide whether you've got damage enough that you can get a new roof through your insurance company. So yep. these guys are not. These guys are not predators at all, although I can see how they would feel that way because it is literally, you know the area, you're looking at the roof, and if you see hail damage, you're knocking on the door trying to tell somebody they've got damage they didn't know they had. Exactly. Yeah, I had the same thing. We had hail damage Did in you? our house. Yeah, and you just, you, you don't know. No. Um, and you do have some fear that these guys, you know, hail chasers, storm chasers, they're, they're just like pull up in a pickup truck and you're like, what are they here to do? So it's a tough Tuck can be a tough model. It, it is. And it yeah. sucks because I heard really good intent in Blake's yeah. story. You know, he really likes what he does. So, Well, um, I think the one thing he talked about, the visceral, what was it, visceral? It um, viscerally despise. Despise the cold Viscerally call. despise. I think you one thing, you want to get into some yeah, solutions here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think one thing we all have to do is get right in our belief set about what we do and why we do it. Yep. And it sounded to us, Blake, like your intention was really high and that you love doing it. And it's kind of a personal thing. You get to climb up on roofs and see damage. But really, in that business, you're really helping people because if they don't, because I think there's a window. Once the window is over, you can't get a new roof, no. even if you have damage. Correct. So I think you've got to keep telling yourself, this is a service. You are providing an awesome service to people who would never get up on their roofs to determine if they did, they wouldn't know what they were looking at. Ab- absolutely. That's that's a really good way to start. Is to, You've got to get your mind right because if you viscerally despise something, the moment you're walking up the, the, you know, the front steps or whatever, that's got to come through some yeah, way. Yeah. And it might come through in fear. It might come through in hesitation. It might come through in um, being you're short on your own side. So I would really examine the mental side of that first and ask yourself, how can I tap into this? Because you told the story, like you said, that little kid thing. There's a story back there yeah, somewhere. And be. it's not like you're yeah. going to show up on someone's doorstep and start going into some big, long life story. But to get, that might help him tell his own story mm-hmm. in his own mind that helps him get his head straight or straighter mm-hmm. than it might mm-hmm. be now going in. So I think that's, a, that's an important thing to do. Yeah, I think a lot of this too uh, is to fashion your speech and your initial approach in a way that makes the prospect really comfortable. Yeah. Like you said, Brian, at a time when somebody's knocking on my door, is it a magazine sales guy? Is it raising money? I mean, uh, people just don't, I I know I don't. And and I'm in the training business where I respect salespeople who do that, but I do not like to be bothered at home. Mm -mm. But in in this case, you have to find your approach that works. And my recommendation would be to really script out, try different ones one that I would consider using is the really the lean back. Look, uh, I know the last thing you want to hear is that you have hail damage on your roof, and I don't know if you do or not. Let me tell you what we do. We go door to door. We've seen a lot of your neighbors have this issue. I don't know if you do, mm-hmm. uh, and be very be very skeptical about whether they have damage. I would mm-hmm. say even if you know they do, because you might get up on the roof and find that, you know, there was one section, but it's not enough to to, to get the whole thing replaced. So yep. be be gentle. And there was a, uh, 
I wrote down a quote from Proverbs, Proverbs 15.2. Right out of your brain too, right? Well, yeah, no, I, I wrote it down. And I heard a guy talk about this. The tongue of the wise makes knowledge acceptable. And it's the power of well-considered speech. The power oh, of wow. well-considered speech. And I think that's wow. what we're saying is consider how you're approaching yeah. these people and just and try three or four different approaches. Yeah, there are a couple of other tactical things. That's good. The power. What is that again? Power, power of, of well-considered speech. I'd never heard that before. That's really good. Me either. Yeah. It's really nice. Because uh, it's so important, isn't it? The words matter. These words and these approaches. And so I, th- I love what Bill's saying is that you have to get out of this, uh, here's what you say for sure. Like, don't listen to that from us. You have to, it's crafting this, yeah. right? And yeah. work on it. But you have to be intentional with the testing. Like, what feels the most comfortable to you and then feels the most comfortable to the person that you're speaking to. So little sound bites that occur for me. And when I'm training in the room, what I'll do often is I'll say, you have to find your own voice here. I'll give you sound bites and framework. You find your voice within it. So a couple of sound bites that pop up for me. One is I really am not a big fan of knocking on people's doors. The problem in my business is it's kind of the only way when something like this goes yeah. down to get a hold of people. So, you know, I know you don't like this sort of thing, but let me tell you what I'm doing. We're in the hail restoration biz. We take a look literally because most people won't crawl up on the roof yourself. If you're a guy that will crawl up on your roof, then you're probably good to go. Most people don't like to do that. We love to do that. And um, when we get up there, we'll come back with one or two answers. One is you're all set. You don't need the mm-hmm. repair. An insurance company will not. And then you know at least. Two is you probably do, and here's what you can expect to get. And mm-hmm. then you can do with that whatever information you want. Um, there's a trainer I heard. I've used these words on the podcast before. Uh, his name is Duncan something. I need to find that guy's last hmm. name. I always refer to him. He, he works mostly with financial planners. Duncan Hines? He's, from, he's not Duncan Hines. No, I know him. That was, was that a P&G? It was a P&G. Okay. I used yeah. to sell Duncan Hines. Absolutely. I know. I know. Yeah, Are they still the around? Is that brand still around? They, I think P&G divested all their food brands to some other companies. So I think the, the brand is definitely still there. I don't think it's owned by Procter okay. & Gamble okay. any longer. A side, a side um, light. A side yeah. conversation. Sidebar. And, and <clears> you do know that one of the Neal family traditions on your birthday is that you have a yellow cake with no icing. Did you know that? No, That's what we do at my, at my house. We, really? we make a melt. You should try it. If anyone's yellow never made a yellow cake with no I icing. I love those homemade it, it, you, cakes. You just, oh. And you just said Duncan Hines cake, right? The, the butter golden yellow, whatever it's called. It. Or maybe that's Betty Cracker. But anyway, you, you do the cake and you, and you rise it gets out of the oven, let it cool just a minute, and then put uh, foil over it so it stays nice and moist. And then eat it. It's just not totally cooled off yet. No icing. I'm telling you. <laughs> Thank me later. Tom Brady's not eating that. Back to our podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So those are some approaches, I think. The the notes that the words Duncan gave me were validate or tweak. Validate or tweak. And so they apply here a bit. I say, I'll crawl up on the roof and I'll either validate that you're good Mm -hmm. or I might Mm -hmm. offer you some alternatives here that might say, yeah, we were going to do this mountain. Maybe we'll do that. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if Blake... Maybe he could say, at least you'll know, and you can. we can do the work for you. Or if you've got a contractor you're comfortable with, you can do that too. He's more of a scout, right? Yeah. We're, we're, yeah. A, we're a hail yeah. damage scout. That's what we do up front. And then we'll give you the info. That's on our dime. And then once we get the info, you can choose us to help you or choose another contractor up to you. Yeah. That might take yeah. it away yeah. a little bit, right? Yeah. And I don't see, I think that will change his impression of this uh, visceral despisement. Is it despisement? Despising. Uh, I I viscerally despise. He used visceral as an uh, adverb. I viscerally despise. It describes a verb. Yeah, I think that's good. Viscerally despise. I'll go with him on that. I like it. The point is that I want to get rid of that. Uh, You've you've got to uh, obliterate that feeling, and what you just said, Brian, is one way to do it. I think there's maybe an overarching category here of just be skeptical. They are skeptical. When they answer the door, they're yeah. very skeptical. Yeah. You have to be 
every bit as skeptical or more so that you can help, that they have damage, whatever the skepticism's around. Yeah. <clears throat> and when we when we operate from a place of skepticism, especially when we know the prospect is going to be skeptical, we're meeting them right where they are, and we'll be able to decide then whether we want to move them or not, or whether whether it's worth getting up on their roof. Maybe they're, I don't know, maybe they're just not open. And in that yes. case, you got to move on to the next one. But be skeptical is a great rule for anybody in sales today, especially when you're cold calling somebody who really you don't good. know if it's a prospect. Really good. Um, the other thing I wrote down here, and this is more of a theoretical idea. Um, Bill, you know who Tony Dungy is, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Tony yeah. Dungy is a now Hall of Fame football coach. I can say that now. Yeah. He's in the Hall of Fame. So Deserve good for Tony. Yeah. And was the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts, who are in our little hometown here in Indianapolis, Indiana. And if you ever um, heard Coach Dungy talk, he has a very, very soft voice. And he never yells or screams. And when he pulls his players up at the beginning, especially, you've heard him tell the story that he says, um, you know, fellas, come on up. So he's got, you know, 50, 60, 70 people around him, huge, grown, aggressive men. And he says, this is as loud as you're ever going to hear me talk. And so if you can't hear me, then you'll just need to, you know, adjust the volume down on yourself because this is, I don't yell or scream. This is my voice. Mm -hmm. And he commands the team with a soft voice. So the point is, Soft is always better, and it doesn't have to be soft, so to speak, right? So yeah. soft is soft in volume and tone, but still right. strong in yeah. conviction. Yeah. And I would encourage you, Blake, to think about that. What does your soft, strong voice sound like so that they, they feel your conviction that you love to get on roofs and help people out in this, in this time of need for them when they've had this storm damage and that sort of thing? Awesome. Good job. Thanks for your uh, question, Blake. And anybody that has a similar question – uh, send us a voice memo to listener at advancedsellingpodcast.com, and we will get it on. we got a couple backed up here, so we'll make sure we uh, – if you have sent one in and haven't heard it yet, yep. it will be just a matter of time before we get it on. So thanks, Blake, for your question. Anything else, Brian, you have? That'll do it for me. All right. Well, that does it for today. If you've not downloaded a free copy of the Ultimate Pregame audio program, do so now. Go to ultimatepregame.com to find it. Check out the products page on our site while you're there. Also, we'd love to hear from you. Send us your feedback. Or again, as a question on audio or just an email is fine. And we'll love, we would love to use it in a future episode. Download our app in the iTunes App Store. Uh, we're going to be running promotions and deals exclusively for our app users at some point in the near future. So... That's it for today. See you next time for the latest episode of the Advanced Selling Podcast. Bye.